is the Adam Crowley Show. Wow, wow, is very nice. ESPN Pittsburgh on 970 AM and 106.3 FM. Well, it's 4 o'clock and Le'Veon Bell has not reached a new deal with the Steelers. Stunning. You found the Crowley Show. Tell your kids. Tell your wife. Tell everybody. We're the best thing in town. Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Let's get this out of the way right now. Le'Veon Bell didn't do anything wrong. The Steelers didn't do anything wrong. Sometimes two sides can't come to an agreement, and it's in the best interest of both sides. Now, in terms of money, it's absolutely in the best interest of both sides. In terms of production, Le'Veon Bell's not going to win more at the next place than he is here. And the Steelers aren't going to find a running back as productive as the one that they have for one more season. In terms of production, it's not good. In terms of cash, it's great. Steelers are going to have to pay a running back more than double the next highest paid running back. And Le'Veon Bell is going to get more money, I think, in the open market than he would with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bell's career earnings to date are just a little bit more than $16 million. Most of that came last year, 12.1 of it with the franchise tag. If the Steelers and Le'Veon Bell had come to a deal, well, that would have been great, right? That would have been great. His career earnings would have jumped to $30.6 million this year, and then he would have kept adding on top of that. Well, now with the franchise tag, it will be $30.6 million this year. The issue is we don't know where it's going to go from here. But the problem with Le'Veon Bell, the reason why I don't mind him doing this, is because he hasn't made that much money in comparison to other running backs. He, he just hasn't because he was a second-round draft pick. Ezekiel Elliott was a top-five pick. And because of that, he's made $18 million over just the first two years of his career. He'll make $24.3 million over the first four years over his rookie contract. Todd Gurley, 2015, 10th overall pick in the draft. He'll have made $23.5 million over his first four years. Devontae Freeman just signed a contract, $41.25 million, with $18.3 million guaranteed. The reason why I say Le'Veon should not be blamed here is because the dude just wants to get paid. All y'all out there make it about winning. It's always about winning. They got to win. You want to see these players want to have that will to win. And the reality is they don't want to win as much as you do. I'm sure a lot of them do, but... Most of them, if not all of them, would rather get paid. That's the most important thing to them, especially at the running back position. And for that, I get, I totally get it. I totally get where Le'Veon Bell's coming from. Now, I think he behaved terribly at points over the course of the quote-unquote negotiations here. He made himself multiple times out to be the victim. Now, some of that's because all y'all out there were treating him like crap. But Le'Veon Bell hops on Twitter. He's the victim. Le'Veon Bell... Doesn't come to training camp last year. I actually get that, but a lot of you lump that in with this as well. 
Le'Veon Bell asked for more carries after the Jaguars game last year. Le'Veon Bell does not show up for the walkthrough for the Jags game and the day before that. He talked about how he might retire. So none of that stuff I'd like. And because of that, a lot of you fans are going to be pissed off. But Le'Veon Bell's just trying to do what he can to maximize his value as a running back who has totally outperformed his rookie contract. Totally outperformed his rookie contract. Outperformed every running back in the National Football League over the last four years. He wants to be the highest paid running back in football. Now, what your problem with that is going to be is the Steelers would have made him the highest paid running back in football. But let's do a little math here. Le'Veon Bell makes $12 million last year. He makes fourteen. Point five four million dollars this year. That comes together at $26 million. The Steelers offered Le'Veon Bell a contract last year that would have paid him a reported guaranteed 26. So the same money, right? Now we would be on to year two of his guaranteed cash, and then everything after that point would not be guaranteed. Well, I think Le'Veon Bell did the smart thing math-wise because he gets the 12, he gets the 14, it's 26. It's everything that he would have gotten in the Steelers' contract. But now next year, if he stays healthy this year, he's going to get that exact contract, or a little bit more, you'd think, slapped on top of what he's already made via the franchise tags. So he gets more money up front than having to bet on himself staying healthy at the end of his career. He's betting on himself now, this year. When he's 26, to stay healthy. He's saying, I'm going to stay healthy this year. I'm going to put up great numbers like I have throughout my career. I'm going to put up 1,900 yards, something like that. And then whenever I walk out there on free agency, I'm going to make what the Steelers are going to offer me and then some. Or maybe I'll just make what the Steelers were going to offer me. Had offered me. But already on top of the $26 million I pocketed via franchise. He's making more money this way. He is. I saw Cullen Dunlap, who... Writes for the station across the street. Like Colin, don't agree with this take. Talking about how Le'Veon's not going to win as much in his next stop. He's probably right, but why does that have to be the thing that matters most to Le'Veon Bell? It absolutely doesn't have to be the thing that matters most to Le'Veon Bell. What matters most to him is, A, setting the market for running backs. Not because he cares about the other running backs, but because he wants to set that bar. Because he have then been the guy who set the bar. So that's A. B, man, he just wants to cash in. He just wants to cash in. He's a 26-year-old running back. Look at DeMarco Murray. Seven years in the league. He's 30. 30. Retired. Why? Because his production fell off a damn cliff last year. He was one of the best running backs in football in 2014 and in 2016. And last year had about 700 yards before he had to go on the injured reserve. Didn't work out for him. I think it's a cautionary tale for Le'Veon that as you approach 30, it doesn't work out the way you think that it's going to work out, no matter how well you take care of your body. So cash in now. And you might be thinking to yourself at home, wouldn't cashing in now have been him signing the long-term deal with the Steelers? No, it's all about guaranteed money. It's all about guaranteed money. So the franchise tag, it guarantees him $14.544 million. Plus the $12 million from last year's twenty six, which is what the Steelers offered him last year in guaranteed money. But he's betting on himself to stay healthy now at 26, not healthy at 30. And if he stays healthy at 26 this year, he'll then get 26 more, probably guaranteed, 
in the next contract. He'll have been walking away then with $52 million guaranteed as opposed to only the $26 million guaranteed. And now all y'all want to say Le'Veon Bell's a bad dude? Nah, come on. He's not. He's just simply not. Now we'll look at the Steelers' side of the negotiations. Devontae Freeman, as I mentioned before, is making $18.3 million guaranteed. But on a year-by-year basis, Devontae Freeman's making $8.25 million. For comparison's sake, that's less than Sidney Crosby's making. And we all know how the NHL compares to the National Football League in terms of money. That's not very good. Running backs should be pissed. LaShawn McCoy's making $8 million, but he'll be making none of that soon, I imagine. Jarrett McKinnon's making 7.5. Leonard Fournette's making about 7. And then you just keep going down and down the rung. But what matters is Devontae Freeman at 8.25. I bet you that we're going to see the Steelers' offer leaked here in the not-too-distant future. Today, tomorrow, it's going to get leaked. And I bet you we're going to find out that the Steelers did offer him $14 million a year. So that's why I have a difficult time seeing how anybody can victimize either side in these negotiations. The Steelers offered him more than $6 million more than the next highest paid guy. Le'Veon wants the guaranteed money this year and then for the next two years. And the best way to accomplish that is sign that franchise tag. That's it. No bad guys. There doesn't always have to be one. Again, I don't like the way Le'Veon Bell handled it at times. Show up this year, run his ass into the ground, and see if you can win that championship. Because, yo, it gets a lot harder to win one after he's gone. It gets a lot harder to win a championship when Le'Veon Bell is running the ball for another team. Not because that other team's going to be a huge threat. Who knows? You don't know where he's going to wind up. But because the Steelers aren't going to be as strong at the running back position. They won't be. And Ben Roethlisberger, yo, God love him as a quarterback, right? But he's not getting better. Get worse. Ben Roethlisberger's going to get smacked in the face by God one day because your body can only take so much. And when that happens, wouldn't it have been nice to have Le'Veon Bell in the backfield? I've seen a lot of people, a lot of people talk about plug and play. Just draft the next guy next year. Here's the problem with that. You have to use a draft pick, first of all. Then, if it's a first-round pick, they'll be... Money allocated there. And then the Steelers, they're never huge players in free agency anyhow. So do you really think that they're going to invest that money back into the defensive side of the football? If they do, here's how they'll do it. They'll give Stephon Tewitt an extension. Or they'll sign Artie Burns, whose contract will be coming up on the fourth year. They'll do something like that. They'll extend a player that they've already got they like. The Steelers draft, and then they keep their own. They don't really go out there and spend a bunch of money on the free agent wire. So, I don't think we're going to see the Steelers go out and get a huge free agent. Morgan Burnett, good free agent this year. They kicked the tires on Dante Freeman a couple of years ago. Or Dante Hightower, pardon me. Dante Freeman. Dante Hightower. So, do you think that they're going to do it again? Because they didn't put forth the cash necessary to outbid the Patriots. Similar offer from what you hear, but they didn't have enough cash to outbid them. And this year, Morgan Burnett fell to them in what was a bargain-type price. Mike Mitchell, very affordable player. Probably got paid too much for what he brought to the Steelers. But you don't see that happen a lot. Them bring in difference makers 
big-time difference makers on that side of the ball. Joe Hayden fits that description, but that was an accident. Joe Hayden fits that description because he was cut right after camp. But we're talking free agency, free agency. They don't do that. So you're using a draft pick, and you're not going to spend the money. So I'd have preferred to see Le'Veon Bell stay here at $14 million a season. What say you? 412-922-2874. One of the other arguments is you'd be overpaying for Bell's downturn. Yeah, you would have. Fine by me. I don't care what happens after Ben Roethlisberger leaves. Don't care. Don't give a rip. Mason Rudolph might be the guy. He might not be the guy. And it's a hell of a lot more likely that the might falls on that side where he's not the dude. The Capitals were ripped for signing TJ Oshie to an eight-year, $46 million contract. He was 30 when the deal was signed. And the Capitals are going to be paying him $5.75 million a season for what will be the downturn of his career. But if they didn't go eight years on that deal, the Capitals probably aren't running up and down Russia with the cup right now. You do what you have to do to win right now. When the expectation level is through the roof and the window is closing, you do what you have to do. You think Caps fans are going to bitch at all about the 35-year-old Oshie who's scoring 14 goals for 5.75 mil? Nah, because he's a champ. Jack Johnson signed a five-year deal with the Penguins. A lot of Pens fans upset about the term there. I don't care what happens after Crosby and Malkin are gone. Nor should you. That's the rebuild. Maybe they're only good for two or three more years, but if he's your guy, you go out and you pay him for those two or three more years, and you add the extra ones to try to entice him. You do what you have to do in terms of years to keep a guy you need when it matters. Steelers and Bell didn't find a way to get it done. When Bell was hurt and the Steelers had D'Angelo Williams, Steelers fans said, oh, we're good, we've got D'Angelo. Now Steelers fans say, we can win next year with running back by committee. Mike Tomlin's never been a running back by committee guy. He's always been a run him till his wheels fall off guy. So that ain't going to happen. Some in the media over the last several months have said, don't pay for the downside of Bell's career. But just like Oshi, you have to take the calculated risk. I'd have loved to see Bell's number come down to 13, 13 and a half. For that, you deal with the backside. The Steelers' best chance to win is with Bell and Brown and Ben, period. You win championships with star players. Each of them's a star. That puts a hell of a lot of pressure on them this year. Coming up next, we'll talk to Matt Williamson about Le'Veon Bell. Hey, the Pirates are on a big-time winning streak. Maybe we'll address them in the second hour. Maybe. Okay, we will. It's a Crowley Show. Americans are always on the move. They're in the car or at the office. They're working around the house. Americans refuse to sit still. So how do you connect with all those moving targets? Easy with radio. Radio reaches 93% of Americans every week. More than Google, Facebook, and even television. Because, hey, it's time to sit around and watch TV. So when you want to connect with all those constantly moving adults, teens, and millennials, get to iHeartMedia.com and put AMFM Radio to work for your company. Bell's agent just put out a uh, a statement through Schefter. He said his intention was to retire a Steeler. Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know how you do that? You sign the deal. Yeah, sign a deal, and then you get the uniform, and you can retire in that uniform. Yeah, you can. I mean, it's a pretty simple step, I would think. Yeah. See, I, I'm not even me. 
Listeners love Adam Crowley. Just between you and me, I believe you're fat, ugly, dumb, and gutless. Just personal opinion. The Adam Crowley Show. When you're done with your program, we can discuss this out in the parking lot. I mean, you're, you're a tough guy. On ESPN Pittsburgh. Ah, the soothing rap of one Le'Veon Bell. He blows out his knee this year. This will be his career. And if he doesn't, then he's going to get a huge payday. He's betting on himself. That's what competitors do. He's going to make the $26 million. The 14-ish from this year and the 12-ish from last year. $26 million was what was reportedly offered to him the first time around by the Steelers or thereabouts anyhow. Now, if he stays healthy next year, guess what? He'll get that same contract on top of this money that he got guaranteed. Business-wise, it makes sense. The Steelers didn't want to go there. It makes sense for them. Sometimes there's a bad guy. I don't see one here. We bring in now Williamson from WilliamsonFootball.com. He's Matt Williamson, also from the Steelers Radio Network. Matt, how are you today? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good, man. Any bad guys here? Or does it just work out for both sides that it didn't work out? Yeah, I mean, there's, it's never smooth. And to be very honest, the, the franchise tag can disrupt some contract negotiations. You know, like, for example, Aaron Donald right now. You know, they're, they're talking, but the Rams can say, we'll just franchise them. You know, like, there's some guys, and I don't know if this applies to Lev now, but it did before, that they're too good for the franchise tag. You know, that, and then when you start talking negotiations, the agent obviously is going to say, well, this is the starting price. You know, three franchise tags in a row, two franchise tags in a row. So it makes it difficult. But in the end, I could see Bell saying, well, they didn't love me, or but he's still getting a huge paycheck. I could see the Steelers saying, um, you know, we're just going to run the wheels off you and rent you for this year, and that's just how the game goes now. And I think it's the smart move. I think it's a smart move for Bell. If he does have a good year, as you mentioned, there's a dozen teams out there that have more money than they can possibly spend. They'll overpay him, and I'll shake my head at them, but so be it. The reason why I would not overpay him if I were a team on the open market is that his production dwindled last year. The reason Greatly. that I would have still paid him if I were the Steelers, if he would have taken it, obviously, is that I want him around because Ben Roethlisberger also might be dwindling as well. Right, and I knew we were going to have this conversation, and if it didn't happen, uh, you know, that's what I expected. That's how I would handle it. But if it did happen, I would only excuse it if it was basically a two-year deal and you could get out after that. You know, like maybe it says it's a five-year deal for a bazillion dollars, but that doesn't mean he's getting it or he's going to be here in three years. I could understand that because of the Roethlisberger window. They are a very good team. But I bet a year from now, some team that drafted Sam Darnold or one of these guys wants the guy that they can lean on and overpay him, and he won't be the same player. I hope it doesn't go that way for Lev, but I bet you know history shows us differently. Matt Williamson joining us here on the Crowley Show. Check him out, WilliamsonFootball.com, Steelers Nation Radio, and, of course, the Steelers Radio Network. Matt, one of the things that people keep saying is let's – 
see the Steelers go running back by committee next year, and then whatever money they don't spend on Le'Veon Bell, go out and sign some big-time players on defense. I have a problem with that for two reasons. Number one, Mike Tomlin's not a big running back by committee guy, so I think that they will bring in a workhorse back. Number two, we don't usually see them spend a whole bunch of money on that side of the ball anyhow unless they're going out and adding more money to a player that they already have in-house. Right, and, you know, the, the things, you know, an edge pass rusher would be really expensive. You know, a young guy coming off a good year, off his first contract. A linebacker probably wouldn't be. You know, I mean, a, an Avery Williamson type from this year. No relation, by the way. You know, like the Mario Davis. Shocker. Somebody similar a year from now. Um, a guy that they might not have on this roster two years from now is Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden gets very expensive after this year. He's a $12 million player. Maybe you'd cut him. But it's hard to say this because they've drafted so much defense over the last couple of years. You would hope, you would guess, you would assume that some of these young guys take a step forward. And if they do, some of the defensive needs might not be as great as we think right now. But Ramon Foster might be gone. You might need a starting guard. Starting guards have gotten very expensive all of a sudden. So it's interesting. And it's also noteworthy that I'm sure a lot of people are out there just going, well, they'll just use a first-round pick a year from now and get the next McCaffrey, Michelle, somebody like that. But next year's running back draft isn't supposed to be very good. That's not good, Matt. That's not, but there will be guys. I mean, there's, there might not be as good as it's been, but, you know, it's just a smaller pool to fish from. One of the things that I don't know if Le'Veon gets enough credit for is how often he is on the field, though. I mean, it's unbelievable. Up over 90%, and maybe he's not the efficient player that he was two years ago. In fact, he's not, but that has its own value, being able to be on the field for 90% of the plays and you're not having your hand tipped. You and I talked about, I think last week it was, that Todd Haley's packages, whoa now, are are, are kind of, you can you kind of know what's coming there more than uh, any other. Well, so than others, yes. Right. The then, percentages tell us that. Right. But with Le'Veon Bell, 90% of the time, uh, you know he can do, he can pass protect, he can run out and catch the ball, you can swing him out wide, he can run the football. So I, I do think that that's going to be a huge value that they're going to be missing next year. Yeah, absolutely. And he, in some ways, absolutely is irreplaceable because of all the things he brings to the table. And, you know, you look at a guy like Theo Riddick, for example, or White for the Patriots. Like, if they're on the field, there's a real good chance that Detroit or the, or the Patriots are throwing the football because they don't protect very well. They're really good receivers. They're not the between-the-tackles guys. But David Johnson and Bell and maybe the guys like Mixon and this next crew coming in don't give the defense a tell. You know, they're big and they're running wide receiver routes. And we're seeing more of them because running backs are becoming more focal points of the passing game, even in the college level. So the, 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 the crop will keep replenishing itself. But your point, to, to take it a step further, all of us, and, you know, and I've been harping on this for years, you know, Bell's had an unbelievable workload. His carry numbers are crazy per game. Then you throw in the receptions. But like you mentioned, too, even if he's not getting the ball, he's on the field and he's pass-blocking Von Miller. You see, know, I mean, like, th- th- that takes a toll, too. That's not easy. I mean, his body is taking a lot of punishment. Matt, I think this is fairly obvious, but the plan next year, uh, this upcoming season, I mean, and just hand him the ball as many times as possible, throw it to him as many times as possible? I would think so, yeah. I mean, that's been the plan in the last three years. I'm yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't change, change much. Right, it doesn't change really at all. Uh, if and, I'm, 
And, and with all respect yeah. to Samuel and Connor, I mean, they're even if Bell isn't what he used to be, they ain't what he is now. There's no chance, and I'm reporting this exclusively right here on the Crowley Show, uh, that Bell sits out the first eight weeks of the season. Not happening. I think that's a saying, yeah. I mean, I just heard that he's considering doing that, and nobody does that. No. I mean, he's gotten some strange advice thus far, so maybe he does, but I just don't. That's a lot of money to leave on the table. Yeah, that is, I think, a last-second negotiation ploy uh, of, of some sort. Not that it was ever going to work because the Steelers don't, they don't, don't they're allow not buying this thing. It. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They're not buying what he's selling, right? No, they don't. Uh, they don't buy that kind of stuff at all. Matt Williamson. Said- when's the last long holdout we've seen in the week? I mean, Aaron Donald sat out a game. That was big news. Yeah, it doesn't happen all doesn't that happen. much. No. Matt, Matt Williamson joining us here on the Crowley Show. Uh, Matt, last year, Le'Veon Bell slow out of the gate. Uh, he averaged 17 carries and 60 rush yards per game. That's three and a half yards per carry weeks one through three, and then the rest of the season weeks four through 17, 92 rush yards per game and 4.1 yards per carry. Uh, so the numbers did go up after that slow start. Do you think that that had to do with him skipping training camp? I do. I mean, I, there's a reason that the training camps existed for the last 80 years in preseason, and getting into, quote, football shape is not a myth. But I also think you need to realize, including the Browns, those were good run defenses, too. You know, some of it had to do with who you're playing. And I forget who the schedule was, but I remember early in the season they faced some very difficult run defenses. Yeah, it was Browns, and then... And the Browns stopped the run well. It's the only thing they did well. I think it was Browns, Vikings, Bears, I want to say. That's three really good run defenses. Yes, those are three very good run defenses. Uh, Matt, what do you think about Ben Roethlisberger's game uh, and how he's transitioning? Because... Uh, that's why I would like to see something get done today because I think you need to have that strong running game because I do think Ben Roethlisberger is starting to tail off a little bit. Yeah, and, and I caught a lot of heat for publicly really criticizing his play last year. And I really don't take it back because the first, what, six, seven games, I thought he was a very much looked like a declining player. And part of that was the, the defenses we just mentioned, and Jacksonville was one of them, and they had a very difficult slate of defenses early on. But I also think he played well. And if you gave him true serum, I don't think anybody in the organization would say, boy, we were happy with Ben for the first month or two, because he didn't play well. But I do think he stepped it up dramatically, and I am certainly confident that he's still you know, an upper-tier guy at the position, You know, because he is extremely gifted, too. I mean... He's not going to lose his fastball, and if he does, it's still a pretty good fastball. I do think he's better mentally than he's been, um, you, know, you know, certainly early in his career. And like you see with so many quarterbacks, you know, the, the, you get so much better mentally, even as your physical tools dwindle, that this league helps you. And I think a coordinator change won't hurt. Matt, what are some options for where Le'Veon could wind up next year, do you think? I would think that the logical move for, I mean, someone's going to pay him a lot of money. You know, like Jarek McKinnon just got a lot of money for the Niners, and he's going to get more than that, assuming he's close to the player we've seen last. The Jets really come to mind, you know, just because I would think if you're a team that just invested in a real young quarterback that needs a lot of help, you know, Buffalo, for example, somebody like that, you know, McCoy probably won't be back. Who knows what his situation is right now. There aren't many teams that you look at and say, boy, they really need a running back. And the big free agent name a year from now is Tevin Coleman, and they have Freeman, so it's not like they're going to look to replace their guy likely. 
And the last couple draft classes have been very good at the running back position. So there's a nice, you know, dozen or so youthful running backs in the league, the next generation. So I, I don't see a lot of teams banging down the door for them. And, and even Cleveland, who's going to have time to cast, they have more running backs now than they know what to do with. I'm sure I could come up with a list of names, but New York and Buffalo off the top of my head makes some sense, you know, for a second-year quarterback to, to lean on a veteran like that. What do you make of him not wanting to stay with Pittsburgh because he thinks he could make less or more money somewhere else in a place where he's less likely to win? I have no problem with it. I know that sounds selfish, and he sounds selfish for doing it. He's a running back. You got, I think you got to take when you can get, man, and run. I mean, anyone out there, if you're a roofer and the neighbor roofing company said they're going to give you a 50% raise, but it's, you're not going to like the guys you work with, would you take it? You know, I mean, everyone. I, I would never begrudge anyone especially a football player, especially a running back with a short shelf life, for making more money. I mean, who are we to say that he shouldn't do that? He should stay here and be a stealer for life. And I mean, that would be wonderful, and there are guys that do that, and certainly the Steelers, as the 32 organizations go, are one of the most attractive places for people to play and win and, you know, the environment here and all that and the stability. But I don't blame a soul for taking the buck and run. No, and I I know that every player wants to win, but they don't want to win as much as fans want them to win because fans, they don't have the money invested. Uh, I mean, they invest some of their money, sure, but they're not getting paid. Uh, It's it's just not the same. You want to get as much money as you possibly can, and at that position, man, I have no problem with the way that he handled it business-wise. I don't like some of the other stuff, the skipping of the walkouts, things like that, but... Uh, business-wise, I think that this is okay if he does stay healthy. And, yes, that's a massive if. Uh, Matt? Appreciate- Agreed. Yeah, I'm with you. Mich- appreciate the time, man. I'll see you at training camp. and uh, right in the corner. Yeah, I'll be sitting on your lap a lot at the bar, I think. As usual. Yeah, without a doubt. See you. All right, see you. There he goes. Matt Williamson. WilliamsonFootball.com. Check it out. It's a great site. Also, Steelers Nation Radio. You can hear him there. He'll be all over it, I'm guessing, at training camp. And then... Of course, the Steelers Radio Network. They're going to do a postgame with him during the preseason because we'll be watching all those people scat around on the field, all those 53rd through 65th players on the roster that you want to call in about. We'll tell you about it on the postgame show. Coming up next, the numbers for Le'Veon Bell last year, first three games, not good. I'm worried about that a little bit, but not so much. I'll tell you why. It's the Crowley Show. If your AC is blowing hot air, O'Reilly Auto Parts can help. Get immediate relief with Interdynamics R134A refrigerant for $9.99. AC recharging is fast and easy with Interdynamics R134A refrigerant at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Being a roofer would be dangerous. Yeah. This, I would take 50% more money to go work with a bunch of people I don't like. Yeah, oh. At least for like a year or two. Oh. You know? Cash in and get out, man. Yeah, just yeah. take it and go. I don't want to be up there with shingles. No. And and people. Yeah, that's and, the worst. And things. And the sun. The Adam Crowley Show. Cindy Crosby got rubbed by the glove on power play. And they're... That's it, Rob. You guys looked at each other like I said, Rob. Yeah, you? and then you added by the glove. Oh, you got rubbed by the glove? You're going to have to yank that one, Tom. Please go ahead and pull that for me. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. 
Hey, I'm getting back to my basics. Hey, I am the one you can face it. Hey, I'm about to go buy me a bracelet. Hey, he probably will go buy a bracelet. Uh, he's getting $14.5 million, and I'm just, again, reporting this exclusively here on the Crowley Show. He ain't going to be skipping any games this year. It's not going to happen. Now, he could get suspended. That's happened before. He could get hurt, hey. That's happened before, too. But Le'Veon Bell is not going to skip any games apart from the preseason games. And if I were him, I'd skip the preseason games, too. If I were him, I would not go to training camp. And he's not going to do that. We will see Le'Veon Bell on the first week of practice just before their game against the Cleveland Browns. Now, last year, it didn't start out that well for Le'Veon Bell. 17 carries a game in the first three, 60 yards on the ground a game. After that, he averaged about .6 more yards per carry and about 30 more yards per game. But I'm not that worried about it this year. Last year, it was bad at the start of the season. The first three, bad because you're playing a lot of good rushing defenses. As we talked about before, Cleveland, and that'll be the same this year. But last year, it was Minnesota, and it was Chicago. All pretty good run defenses. This year, not so much. This year, instead of two out of the three being good run defenses, it's one out of the three. The Browns were seventh last year in terms of stopping the run. Kansas City, 25th. And we know how Le'Veon Bell and the Steelers just slam it down their throats every time they play. And Tampa, they're 23rd. I don't foresee this being that big of an issue this year. And I think the Steelers can navigate that early schedule 3-0 and even without Bell. The two road games there are the easier games. The two road games there you feel fine about. You don't ever want to go to Arrowhead Stadium. Tough place to play. Kansas City, even though they've got a bad run defense, tough place to play. But it's going to be a lot harder for them with a second-year quarterback to come into Heinz Field and beat this team. So it's not as big of a concern for me as it was last year. And last year I wasn't concerned about it. But after having seen it, I was wrong. I do think he was slowed up a little bit by not having been there for training camp. Here are some statements released by the Steelers and, of course, by Le'Veon Bell and his agent, Kevin Colbert, Steelers general manager, had this to say, quote, or I'll start with Le'Veon. To all my Steelers fans, my desire always has been to retire a Steeler. Both sides worked extremely hard today to make that happen. But the NFL is a hard business at times. To the fans that had hope, I'm sorry we let you down, but trust me, 2018 will be my best season to date. And he has to think that. Has to think that. His agent said, we had hoped Le'Veon Bell would retire a Steeler. Reality says that's probably not going to be the case now. And General Manager Kevin Colbert said, quote, even though we could not reach a long-term contract agreement with Le'Veon Bell, we are excited he will be with the team in 2018. We worked very hard to find common ground, but we were unable to accomplish that prior to today's deadline. Le'Veon will play this season under the exclusive franchise tag designation. After the 2018 season is completed, we again will attempt to work out a long-term contract with Le'Veon in the hope that he will continue his career with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, I am reporting exclusively here on the Crowley Show, Le'Veon will not be missing any games next year due to him just not wanting to play because he's not going to miss out on, I think it's 850 k per game. So that's just, it's just simply not going to happen. 
And I'm also going to report this exclusively on the Crowley Show. Here we go, baby. Kevin Colbert says we hope that he will continue his career with the Pittsburgh Steelers. That ain't happening either. It's not going to happen. The Steelers don't negotiate with players during the season, and they're not going to start with Le'Veon Bell. Just not going to happen. And once he gets a taste of the open market, daddy, he ain't coming home. Once he gets that taste, he's out there making the cash. When you got a chance to go to college, do you ever want to go home? I love my mama. I love my daddy. I don't want to go home. I don't want to go home. You can't drink beers until 3 in the morning with hundreds and thousands of people your age at home. Doesn't work that way. Once you get the taste, you want to stay out there. Once Le'Veon Bell gets a taste, he's going to want to stay out there too. 412-922-2874. Maybe we'll talk about the Pirates coming up in 13 minutes and their hot streak. It's mostly going to be a Le'Veon Bell day today here on the Crowley Show. I was watching Good Morning Football today so I could watch Kay Adams, and they ripped the Steelers for not winning with Bell and Brown. Now, I said last week on the show that there's only one season that the Steelers did not live up to expectations, in my mind, with Bell, Ben, and Brown all healthy in the playoffs, and that was last year. Had they lost to the Patriots in the title game, I think you can deal with that. I think you just swallow your beating and move on. But they almost beat him in Pittsburgh, and they would have had a shot. But losing to Jacksonville, and in that fashion, it can't happen. It did. But I don't put this on Bell and Brown. Now, Ben turned it over twice, so I will put it more on him than the other two. But they all balled out. Bell's averaged 5.2 yards per carry and 106 yards per game on the ground in the playoffs. People act like the Steelers haven't won championships because Brown and Bell have been subpar. Uh, They act like the Steelers haven't won championships in this era because of those two, and no, they're one of the reasons they've contended for championships. The last four years, Antonio Brown has averaged 117, 119, 103, and 132 yards per game in the playoffs. That's four straight years of 100 yards per game in the playoffs. How is it either of their faults that the Steelers haven't won? Now, it makes sense to me if you want to evaluate a quarterback in terms of championships won, It's not first on my list, but I get it. But blaming a wide receiver and a running back for not winning the big game is silly when these are the numbers that they're putting up. It's one thing if they choked, but they didn't. Now, all that being said, it's going to be a huge bummer if they don't win a championship this year. Because Bell and Brown do deserve to go down in history, and history looks only favorably upon those players who do win, even at that position. The damn left guard, he needs to win championships to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He had nine Pro Bowls. How many championships did he win? I don't know. How many pancakes did he have? I mean, the left guard needs to win championships? Adam Vinatieri, he's always the greatest kicker we've ever seen because he wins championships. Really? Have you seen Justin Tucker? Justin Tucker's better than Adam Vinatieri ever was. Justin Tucker could kick it from my house in Mount Lebanon through the goalpost at Heinz Field. But you know what? Vinatieri did it in Super Bowls, and it's clearly Tuck's fault, Tucker's fault, that they didn't go to championships, right? you got to evaluate him based on that, too. Uh, give me a break. The championship thing's overrated. I've never seen 
a wide receiver at Antonio Brown's size do the things that Antonio Brown does. I've never seen a running back do it the way that Le'Veon Bell does. I don't need to see them win a championship for it to be for to know that they're great. Now that being said, all y'all do, and the national media does, and even the local media does. So it would be a bummer if they don't get it done now. And the reason that I think it would be a huge bummer is because if they don't do it this year, I don't think they're going to do it. I mean, the defense would need to get better leaps and bounds this year, get better leaps and bounds next year. If Ben Roethlisberger is going to take a step back again because he's old, which is kind of what I expect, you need to have that running game. And even though this offensive line's one of the best, if not the best, in the National Football League, I still don't trust a random Jabroni back there running the football with a franchise quarterback who's on his last legs. And sure, you've got A.B. and you've got Juju Smith-Schuster and Vance McDonald's a really good player when he's healthy. you got a lot of weapons. But if the quarterback's deteriorating and you can't run the football effectively enough, you ain't winning. You ain't winning. Not happening. Got a bunch of tweets piling up. At underscore Adam Crowley, Skip says, Bell won't break the bank elsewhere. This is the NFL and not the MLB. He will rue rue the day. No, he won't, Skip, unless he gets hurt. If he gets hurt, then yeah. But when you're 26 years old and you are cut as all get out, you got an eight-pack abs, and you're scoring nine touchdowns a year, pass blocking better than any running back in the league, and racking up 1,900 yards, you think you're invincible. So he's betting on himself. And if he is healthy all year, he'll absolutely break the bank. Absolutely. And worst-case scenario, I think, if he stays healthy, is he's going to make what the Steelers just offered him. But on top of the $26 million, he just bank guaranteed. I keep saying the same thing, but it's almost like nobody wants to hear the math. And I'm not a big math guy either, and we very rarely talk about that kind of shiz on this show. But I think it's necessary today to understand what I'm saying. So I'll say it one more time slowly. The Steelers offered Bell a contract last year that reportedly was around $26 to $30 million guaranteed. Okay? Then he was going to have to play out the next three years non-guaranteed. Kind of a big distinction there. Now Le'Veon makes $26 million last year and this year combined. And next year, he'll sign the contract that the Steelers offered, which means it'll be 26 or $30 more million on top of what he already made guaranteed. And that'll be guaranteed too. So he's getting all the guaranteed money up front, $12 million, $14 million, and then probably 15 or $13 million a season. And then as he gets older, then when it's not guaranteed, maybe they cut bait, but he'd already made his $50 million. It's not that hard to understand why he did not sign here. It's just not. It's not hard to understand. Darren agrees. He said, it's basically my view. I said the Steelers aren't bad guys here. Neither is Le'Veon Bell. He said he's earned the right to maximize his earning potential, but his position along with salary cap means he'll get it elsewhere after this year if he gets paid Good for him. I'm rooting for him to get paid. Why not? He's just a dude trying to feed his family. And yes, I wish I didn't say that because $14 million, you can feed your family. But he looks around and he thinks, I'm at the position where you get paid in the shortest amount of time. I'm also in the position that gets undervalued because you only get paid the short amount of time. Also, I was a second-round pick, so I didn't get the money I should have gotten up front. Go get it, Lev. And the Steelers, 
I mean, how much do you really want to pay him? He doesn't deserve $17 million a season from them. He just doesn't. Antonio Brown did because the market dictates that. The market dictates the Steelers pay Le'Veon Bell maybe 10. And they were offering probably in the neighborhood of 14. We'll find that out either today, I think, or tomorrow. Coming up next, has the Pirates' recent winning streak changed your mind on whether they should be buyers or sellers? I'm kidding, of course. It shouldn't have changed anybody's mind about anything and what the general manager did to F himself. It's the Crowley Show. Feeling the heat? Stay cool this summer with Air Pro Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-749-0642 or visit APHVAC.com. Air Pro Heating and Cooling, your local Bryant Heating and Cooling dealer. Ask about the Bryant bonus. Bryant, whatever it takes. Yeah, that's kind of like Stat Harry. Yeah, a little bit of the merging of the people there. I don't know what's going on. Well, we do a new character now. New character. <laughs> do you miss Tom? Yeah, I do. Me too. I do. Usually because I can, like, throw out jabs. Like, through the day, tension builds up. <laughs> so I can, like, kind of take it out on Tom and not having him here. It's a, it's a real bitch, man. This report is brought to you by Sprint.